0: Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Happy Friday to you. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us for the next couple of hours. Busy program today, culminated by one of our favorite segments of the week. Not the last one. Well, that is the last one, and that does elevated maybe to favoritism maybe in this chair uh, but we're gonna give away some barbecue it's Claxon's barbecue at about 11:45 we'll give away uh, a $35 gift certificate as well as a25 dollars gift certificate to the runner-up claxon's 31 31 8th Street uh, Southwest in Altoona that's 11:45 Tom caked leads off the guest car uh, the guest list from HawkeyeReport.com. the Hawks have made some news we will uh, talk to Tom Kaker, about the football signee from Trent. This kid, let's get you in here right away. Yes, yes. Because I... you just read me the list of offers. Give me his name again. He's a two thousand uh, two two thousand twenty. um As Noah Fant and T.J. Hawkinson, the residual effect of having those two guys and the careers that they've had, which will culminate a week from Thursday, being uh, selected in the first round of the NFL draft, that doesn't hurt.
1: Not at all. You can see the recruiting uh, certainly ramping up here. Young man's name is Elijah Yelverton. He's from Texas, Dallas kid. How big?
0: 6'5, 235 already. And as a senior to be. A senior high to be. Right.
1: Now, one correction this isn't a signing, this is a verbal commitment.
0: Right, right.
1: Can't sign until That's what, true. December. That's
0: December, yes. So
1: still a long ways yep. to
0: go. But These, this, It's not that they're going to stay away just because he's verbaled.
1: 35 D1 scholarship offers, Mm -hmm. and we're not talking mid-majors here. His finalists were Iowa, Mm -hmm. LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Penn State. Pretty good group of five. I'll say. So Penn State sent some tight ends to the NFL lately. Uh, Here's some other schools that had offered him. Uh Auburn, Baylor, BC, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, <laughs> Oklahoma State, Oregon, Purdue, SMU, TCU, Texas Tech, and on and on
0: and on. So, so all the Power Five conferences were in on this. Yes, game. yes. I mean, a school from uh, at least one school from all the Power Five conferences were in on them.
1: Bishop Dunn High School, uh, name I think people that know anything about high school football that that's been a power program. In I Dallas will defer
0: to you, sir, for
1: a very very long time. Of course, I am already with the Texas commitment in that class of 2020 with Deuce Hogan who's been verbaled for a while. I've talked to Deuce a couple of different times for a podcast that I do, and really good kid. He's had a good spring. I know some of the camps that he's went to, he's won MVP honors at. So exciting time. Mm -hmm. Has anything changed, though? The way that I look at Iowa football recruiting is they kind of know who they are. They know what they are. They had the one blip, the 2005 class, that was ranked top 10 nationally. But outside of that, they're going to be between thirtieth and fortieth in mm-hmm. the country. Does this change anything, or is it more anything? Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, you get a tight end, a highly regarded uh, tight end, and, and that's kind of you'll find some guys. Well, offensive line is
0: yeah. Offensive line has always been a if you're an offensive lineman, you I think you give Iowa a longer look. Not saying you go there, but mm-hmm. you and now potentially defensive line with Epinesa going to go yes. as high as he is next year. And, and defensive back, look what Phil And Parker's defensive done. back, no question about it. And we've saw that yes. the last
1: couple of years, the yep. Indianapolis kids that come in. You know, Johnson that, that we saw a little bit last season. Uh-huh. So guys like that, that were more highly regarded than what you normally see. Right. Of course, four stars from here in Chicagoland, they're going to give Iowa a look. But extending that out a little bit more, it does, it seems like Iowa has really figured out what they are. And, and they have ramped up and continued to improve. They had a little what, five, six years ago in the recruiting realm. And now Iowa, I think even more than ever, as as the new coaching staff has come together, kind of figured it all out. That's a nice get, though. And, uh... Tom Kaker will be able to tell us a little bit more Absolutely. about uh, Absolutely. Uh, he'll
0: also tell us a little bit more about Joe Wieskamp, his decision to, uh, and look at why wouldn't he, um, get some feedback from the NBA? He was the latest, uh, to, uh, decide to go down that path. So Tom Kaker to 1025. We're going to talk hockey with, uh, Joe O'Donnell. Maybe, maybe, maybe the biggest two get home games. In the history of the Iowa Wild, oh yeah, uh, playoffs on the line. Yep, um, clinch tonight with the win, right? Because they're they're yes, they're two points up on Manitoba.
1: But this is the more difficult of the two games,
0: right? Chicago's in first place, but they've clinched. So how are you going? Yeah. How will yeah. they handle it? You know, will you, will you get the backup goaltender? Will you get a couple? And I don't know what their rosters um, made up of, but will you know the guys on the first line maybe take the night off? And and Iowa has got a whole new first line, and they're all Minnesota Wild. And if uh the game that they played earlier in the week is any Indicator with Donato and Greenway and Coonan coming in just dominating the competition. Um so we'll see. It's a big spot. We'll talk to Joe O'Donnell, ten forty five tonight. But the Iowa Wild who were firmly in the playoffs and then oh my god, they're not gonna make it. Uh, have a chance here today. Uh, and then again tomorrow, if, if, if this one doesn't go their way tonight to, uh, get themselves, uh, into the postseason. So, Joe O'Donnell, 1045, two regular season games left for Iowa, both downtown Des Moines, uh, tonight and tomorrow. Seven o'clock tonight, puck drops at six o'clock tomorrow. And then we'll find out one way or another whether they are indeed playoff bound. Dylan Mott's is going to join us at about 1110. We'll talk some Iowa State. Uh, they've made a whole Pack of their coaches available uh, to the uh, Iowa State media. So we'll get the latest football-wise. Lindell Wigington was in the building yesterday at the Up Center. Kind of uh, surprised that he was there. Spoke to the media um, for a pretty good length of time. And, boy, reading Randy's article today, Randy Peterson, sure seems like it's final with yeah. Lindell yeah. Wigington. And it should be. The kid's so talented, Trent. He really and truly is. It's You know, when you look back, when we look back at, uh, when we remember Lindell Wigington... A moment? Yeah, I'm just wondering if we'll feel like unfulfilled, maybe his career, and and not be, not anything to do with him, I don't think, but, you know, it has been pointed out, the, you know, him coming off the bench this year. Yes. He was a 28 minute guy for the most part, right? That's what he was going to play because he would be inserted at, you know, after the first media timeouts, maybe, maybe even leading towards the second media timeouts. So seldom would he play 30 minutes in a game. And he's clearly the most athletic player on this year's sure. roster. Not yeah. even close.
1: He, uh, he had moments this year. The Kansas State game on the road late in that game, that one jumps off. He had a couple of big plays as they got that much needed victory down at K State at the time. But freshman year, it was a disappointment. Injuries all around. With the team, yes. yes. Yeah, not with him, but no. with the team, right. And then this year, as you mentioned, coming off the bench, mm-hmm. a team that like for a long time maybe could contend for
0: a regular season title. They finished go, fifth. Finished fifth. Yeah. Now won the Big 12 tournament, Give yep. them full credit. But they finished fifth in the regular season.
1: And that's probably the memory of this team when people are hearkening mm-hmm. back. They'll remember the tournament run and it all coming together for a weekend at Kansas City. But overall, a disappointing year. I, I and agree, I agree. A disappointing career in an Iowa State uniform. Yeah. Lindell Wiggington for what he was, the next great point guard to take over Monte Morris. He never lived up to that Mm -mm. building.
0: Disappointment. No, I it's it's um I don't know if I'll use disappointment. I wish I had another word that I could use. Um unfulfilled. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Anyways, we'll talk to Dylan Montz. Uh, if you're a Minnesota Viking fan, uh, of course, the Vikings play here home and away uh, during their regular season into the playoffs. The radio voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen, is going to join us about 11.25. We had to take PA prior to his show today because, after all, he's on at the same time. we are. Uh, he's 10 to noon up in the Twin Cities. 10 to noon or 9 to nine noon? 9 to noon. Nine he's noon. got a three-hour shift. Yes. Uh 9 to noon for PA, so we'll talk to Paul. He will put it in there at about 11.25 or thereabouts. Uh, probably closer to 11.30 as we usually run a little bit behind. Uh, but uh, we'll pick Polly's brain on the upcoming draft. And we look forward to doing that. Um grateful when we get a Mr. Executive-sponsored PA during the regular season. when We are up the dial, and uh, he continues to sponsor Paul Allen until uh, the season starts off. So we're grateful to Leon Emmons and Mr. Executive uh, Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, and then our Claxons giveaway. So let's get into uh, sports. But before we do that, congratulations. I missed the news. I'm not a Facebooker. You're not. I'm not. And apparently you and your wife, Tara, had your... A gender reveal last night live on Facebook. So, <laughs> I mean, great idea. I, I guess. Did you go out in the yard? Did you hit a ball, or did you no? A Masters like that. week. Did you have a, a put a, a tee in the ground and a golf ball on it? You take a swing in pink or blue, or how did you do it? Got home last night from work about a little after five. Had walked in. You
1: were here till five. Well, here in a couple of meetings. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. All right. Out and about doing Look my at thing. you. Yeah, we. We got to do absolutely. People think this is two hours a day. Unfortunately, there's a lot more than that. It'd be great if it was two hours Speak a day. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you watch games a day. I do. That I do. is work. Yeah, and I'm pulling a little rank here exactly. too. Exactly. That, that helps too. <laughs> so get in, and there's balloons. There's a couple pinks, couple blues, and then a big black balloon. And inside, Tara went to I don't know the balloon shop. I don't know where she mm. got this done. <laughs> And uh, handed the envelope that had the gender in there to the person working.
0: So Tara didn't know? She didn't know. So the, the first person who knew what you were going to have as far as the sex of your child was the person, at, well, let's just say, high V floor slash right, balloons.
1: Right. And handed her the envelope. Yep, we've done this before. Put confetti in it. So the, so the, the,
0: the employee, the mm-hmm. clerk, whatever, didn't mm-hmm. let on at no. all, didn't smile, didn't...
1: It, all. it was her and Ella that were doing it together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was all set up. We got so yeah, ready.
0: And let me backtrack yeah. a little bit. And you said that they, they've done this before. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Maybe she,
1: she might have Googled places that do this. Okay. Too. I, I yeah. uh, that angle of it. So we sat there. She got out a pin. We all gathered around the balloon. Hit the balloon. It popped. Out came blue confetti all over nice. our living room. So you're having a boy. Baby boy kind of. At a baby, it's a boy. I'm very excited. I I bet you are, Trent. I, I of course I love my daughter. Of course you do. I'm a sports guy. Yes. I've always wanted a son. Yes. Me and my cousin are the only two remaining condens of the. Mm. Male well, that's persuasion. about to change. He is a a young man that is still not married. I don't know if he ever wants to get married. Mm-hmm. So. The kind of name, the kind of name will live.
0: Indeed, it will. Yeah. Good for you.
1: Yeah, very excited about it. And uh, teaching
0: them how to parlay, yeah. teaching them money line, what it means oh, at man. a very young age.
1: Uh, we're, we're going to have a lot <laughs> of degenerate fun uh, with the young man. It's going to be great. I'm so excited for it. It's end of August. We're hopeful that we can uh, schedule it maybe around before a Friday night. You know, we don't really want to fall into that trap. We will see. But oh, it's because you'll be doing football, high school back then. football. Right. Yeah, before we know it, we're right, going to be right, there. Right. But yeah. Into August, and uh, uh, hopefully get a couple of days off
0: and play with the baby, and away we go. No, very nice. Uh, very happy for you and Tara. That's that's yeah. great news. A, a, a daughter followed by a son. Perfect family, right? Yes. If, uh, for, now, is this going to be it? Is that what you're... Yeah. yeah snip, you're snip. Snip, snip. Good for snip. you.
1: Good for you. I have, Well, as we learned yesterday, I'm 39. Mm-hmm.
0: That is old enough for this old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, any names playing around with? Kirby. Kirby Condon. You know, Kirby I love Con- my Kirby pocket, but... You
1: know, there's the other part of Kirby that we found out later after his career. Right, 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 right. Probably be a difficult sell. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Ella starts with an E. I don't know, Eugene, Ernie. Can't really go with the uh, alliterative Ella starting with an E and then the boy with the E. Not many good E names, are there? For boys?
0: Uh, Earl? Earl, yeah. Off the top of my head. I don't know. After AC Earl?
1: Earl Condon. (laughs) Kinnick Condon. Kinnick Condon. There you go. I like the kind of alliterative sound there in the uh-huh. KC. That's it. I like that. Like that. So we got thinking. We got a few months. Maybe, we'll,
0: maybe that'd be a summer contest or something. Maybe uh, Baby Guy. You contest. better check with your wife before you have a contest here as far as living up to might, that contest. I'd be getting myself in a little trouble You, you just maybe. be. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Masters is underway. The second round of the tournament is underway. Zach is going to make the cut, folks. Zach is off to a good start today. Zach Johnson, uh, the Iowan two time major champion. Uh, a start does began his day, uh, two over par. He's got it back to even at last look. Right now, the projected cut is four under. Uh, and there's going to be a whole mm. bunch of them. So five unders will be hitting the road and packing it up for the weekend. Or huh? Four right. right now. Plus four is going to be the cut. Plus four the cut mm-hmm. number
1: right now. My pick at the top, Justin Rose. He, yeah, he got off to bastard. a bad start yesterday. He was really bad. Uh uh-huh.
0: huh. What did he finish out, uh, Trent? Do you know? I want to the three, three yeah. over,
1: yeah, and he's one. He birdied one today. He's so just off on to the a court. good
0: start. I see it right now. Yep, yep. he birdied his first hole. Shot seventy five yesterday. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's going to be fine. But yeah, same with Rory McIlroy, right? Mm-hmm. He started bogey on his golf tournament. It's going to be great. The, the leaderboard is, is outstanding. He's a bunch of Americans on top. Phil Mickelson, one of the stories I thought from yesterday, he was terrific. Dustin Johnson was his um, steady self. Brooks Kepka. I mean, yes. my God, Brooks Kepka. And wasn't, what was the story leading up to him prior to the, prior to the tournament Thursday? Somebody's died or something that I people a were knocking? I not in like four months. I mean, what's wrong anybody. with that?
1: I can't trust anybody who doesn't eat a cheeseburger over four months.
0: What's going mm. on here? Well, he's an athlete. He, he certainly looks the part. Yes, he um, does. He is yoked. Oh my God. And, uh, so he has not started yet. In fact, he just did. He's playing the first hole right now. Brooks Kepka. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Mickelson, uh, no, uh, Kepka and Disharnbo. Uh, at 6-under, uh, 5-under, Mickelson, and Poulter at 4. Uh, so a pretty darn good leaderboard, and we will see as we get set to move into moving day tomorrow. But a cut day today. Masters off to a terrific start. Weather continues to hold, but maybe Sunday is going to be the story. All right, speaking of stories, we killed Quintana yesterday. Oh. Did you have another golf note? I'm well,
1: sorry. Well, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Do
0: you like Deshambo? You know, I don't have an opinion about him, honestly. Why don't you because I've said, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I've seen a lot of negative stuff on Twitter, and I, you know, I've never been moved to open up and try to open up a link or something mm-hmm. to find why do people hate this guy? What's the story?
1: Well, he's got the the weird thing where all his clubs are the same link. and whatever. Okay. And there's what's some, wrong with that? There's some name for it. Okay, a revolution of golf, and that's but it works for him, right? As a 19 year old, he was going to revolutionize golf. And when he came out of the scene two years ago, there was all this talk. I think it rubs some people the wrong way.
0: Sometimes he talks so over the So before he hadn't earned his right. place on the, at the top of the, you know, the list of golfers. Okay. I think that's what it is. So is he loud and
1: boisterous? Cause I don't remember that don't the case. I don't see that. No, I think he just he goes out and does his work, at least from what I've seen. Uh-huh. Now, neither of us are junkies that are watching four rounds every week.
0: Nope. No, I we probably watch a little more than you, but, yeah. um you know, I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I watch early in the year, mm-hmm. you know, the California swing and then the Florida swing. And then I kind of like you, the majors. Yeah. And, and that's about it. For but I,
1: there's nothing that I've ever seen personally that... Has bothered me, but it does seem like there is certainly a lot of people on Twitter
0: that don't that that don't have a good feeling about this guy for whatever. So this, yes, true. Um, So this wouldn't be a popular win, is that what you're saying? Kind of like a Patrick Reed from last year. Yeah,
1: I could see that that being a kind of a
0: similar conversation. But that's a whole other story with him. A different one. That's a whole other story. He didn't play very
1: well yesterday either.
0: Um, he didn't, did he? No. No, he no. didn't. And he's a new look guy. He's lost a ton of weight as well. Have yeah. you seen him? He's, uh, tried to change his, uh, change his body and get in shape. And he certainly has, but maybe uh, at the expense of his golf game. So, maybe it
1: was New Leaf Wellness that helped him out. You never know. You
0: never know. Never they've know. helped you out. Yeah. Absolutely. I hear every, I hear twice a day how much yes. they've helped you out.
1: So, uh, yeah, the golf tiger little afternoon, right? Uh, when let he me gets get started. His, uh, he, 1249. 1249. Yep. So, Perfect. On the TV side of things, you'd probably be able to watch his last about 12 holes, you'd have to figure, something like that. Uh, Because it starts at 2. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. Unless he's uh, Masters.com, you taught me that yesterday. Maybe he's in the featured group. Zach part of the featured group. He is. I was watching him earlier today before we went on the air. Ricky Fowler's off to a good start. Terrific leaderboard. Adam Scott. I think one of the Claxons' questions, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I I think we're going to stick with this one. Um, Will the Masters winner be from... Be an American. Be an American or other. Right, American or so other. So you get the field. You get the field. It could be Connors, mm-hmm. Canadian. Yeah, that does If you choose American, that doesn't count. Yeah. If you go,
1: yeah, other. Uh-huh. Ian Poulter, you get everybody else. Uh, the big, uh, the big guy from Thailand, Arafat. I don't know Uh I Who? Have,
0: you've lost me on him. Oh, he. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Is that the guy that smokes? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Jack, he was playing well. Afra Barnrat. Afra Barnrat. Right. he is. Uh, his his round has not started well today, but he had a good day. Yeah. So he was the guy. I wondered who that was, because on Twitter there was a picture of uh, Kepka, mm-hmm. who's cut, built <laughs> yes. like a brick you-know-what, and then there's some guy exhaling a huge cloud of smoke, so that's our guy. I had Pieridic no idea who that was. Effie Barnett. That's where I'm going. With. All right, good Effie enough for Barnrat. me. I don't think I don't think you're going to have to work on that pronunciation okay. because I believe right. he's back. Uh, he's uh, moonwalking uh, through the leaderboard back towards uh, um, maybe even par. We'll, we will see. Baseball last night, uh, mm-hmm. the Cubs needed a big start, a long start, and they got one out of you know a guy who has not been good. We no. can say that about a lot of guys on that Cubs starting staff. Uh, Quintana struck out 11. Now we've seen that before. He has teased Cubs fans in the past. Remember his first start as a Cub? Oh, it was really who good. was. It against Milwaukee? Don't remember that. But it was like 12 strikeouts, right? It was double-digit strikeouts, and he's had a few of those. seems like he's he's pitched really well over his career against the Brew Crew. But, man, he had it going on last night. And the worst part of the game last night, Trent, Victor Caratini, who is, hmm. um, you know, he's spied he's, he's at his time. He's finally gotten his opportunities behind Contreras. But he has had a terrific start. To his 2019 campaign. He drove in the insurance run in the seventh inning last night. And it wasn't like the ball hit his hand. He made contact with the bat. Now, cold night. Mm -hmm. And apparently during the contact portion of his swing... Not with the, again, balled in his hand, hit at the barrel of his bat, and that somehow broke a bone in his hand, if I'm reading it correctly.
1: And is it the hand-bait? Yes, uh, hand that's
0: exactly ba- what it is. Which can be a long injury. Three to four weeks is what they're saying this morning.
1: And a lot of times that saps a lot of power. It can, it can... It's a tar-
0: great point. It's hard to come back from a hand yes. injury. It's not It's not like you know, three to four weeks and boom, you're back to 100%. Yes. That's never the case. You're you, you are not able to, obviously, during that time, strengthen your hands, mm-hmm. and
1: hands are so important in batting. And that's, a, that's a difficult one. Caratini is a very I mean nice
0: backup. I think he is, have. Trent. It's a, He's a luxury. A lot of teams would love to have a backup yes. like that, a veteran backup like that. He's not all that old by any means, but he's uh, a good player, and he was off to a good start. But Quintana was terrific. You know who's really, I mean, big-time struggling? I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Maybe he needs another adjustment in downtown Des Moines. Kyle Schwarber. Schwerbers won for his last sixteen. Seven strikeouts. That one did leave Was the ballpark. Power. Yeah. <laughs> right? Of course. Um, but man, he is he's hitting two oh five. Um, he's really, really struggling. I-Cubs got a win yesterday, walk off. Have you met the I just heard your call <laughs> in the update. I, who is that announcer? Alex, Alex Cohen? Cohen? Yeah. Have you this, met him? This is the second year. Yeah, I knew I kinda knew that. I, I have I think
1: give him a head nod before. Okay, yeah. Uh I don't remember. I think he was calling basketball. Maybe it was something like that. That's a good uh, call. That's a good tournament. home run call. Yeah, yeah. Good. He does a good job. Yeah. Listened to him a few times last year. Have really, you? really like his call. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, good guy over there. From Ico- Dean Ellis to Randy Wayhofer yeah. to Alex Cohen. Cohen. Alex and Cohen. And he' gonna uh, be a rough weekend though for him and everybody with the iCubs. It's gonna be chilly. Oh my god. Last night. When's this wind going to go away? I. Don't like
0: it. It's been three straight days of this, Trent.
1: You know, there's Masters weekend, also, usually around the time of my birthday. I like to try to get out and get around in. Mm-hmm. Not a way in hell I'm getting out in no. this. Uh-uh. This is not an enjoyable. Experience. No, I don't know this why you is- would. Bearing down the hatches and watch
0: the Masters all weekend kind of thing. Well, there's playoff hockey. There's playoff oh. ba- uh, basketball as we move into both of the we winter sports. We probably should talk some now- basketball, too. Yeah, we will. And uh, Sean Devaney from the Sporting yep. News on Monday, right? He's yep. our first guest out of the shoot on Monday. That's a good get. Uh, very good on the NBA. And we will talk to uh, Sean Devaney Monday morning. Of course, Matt is going to join us to recap the Masters as well. States situations.
3: In- and, it's- and it's weird if you...
0: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Miller and Cond in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and O. Take you up until noon. Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Iowa Wild, playoff bound. Perhaps uh, Joe O'Donnell, 15 minutes from now. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. He joins the conversation. Tom Trenton Ken, how are you, Tom Cakert?
2: Doing terrific. Hope you guys are well.
0: Indeed. So far, so good. Um, you know, let's start basketball. Save the football for, for a couple of minutes. I do want to, obviously, we've got a lot of ground to cover football wise with you, but, uh, Joe Wieskamp deciding to do what is um, I, I think prudent to do at this point is to uh, put his name in, get some feedback is, you know, what uh, the NBA is saying about his progression and what it's going to take at least to get, um, I, it doesn't hurt Tom. I'm glad he do, is doing it. Um, did he wrestle with the decision or how did it come about? Do you know?
2: Yeah, I think it's something that every one of those guys is thinking about now because they went to this process, you know, basically about a year ago Where they would allow guys to take four bites at the apple if they were in college for four years. So, um, and now they can hire agents. Joe's not doing that right now, but they could do that return to school. There's a kind of just risk free look. And it's like, you know, if you're a, you know, a finance major or something like that and you're going to do an internship at Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan or some, you know, place Mm -hmm. like that, the same thing. You're going to try and learn your craft. Um, learn from those people, get advice, you know, build those relationships for uh, future employment. And that's what he's doing here.
1: Wieskamp, I thought, was maybe a revelation at times from even what expectations were. And they were pretty big coming in. As he goes through this process, is there any shot at all that a team falls in love with him? I know there's been conversation. I had somebody mention to it to me yesterday. And you brought the same thing up as I got you on the phone today, Tom, about Kevin Herter a year ago from Maryland, Went in there, similar skill set, six foot seven, two guard kind of guy, probably at the next level. Is there a possibility, for what you know about Joe, that maybe there is a team that would fall in love with him, or is that still maybe a little too much this early?
2: Well, there's always that chance because you know it only takes one team to fall in love with you, and there are what thirty of thirty teams in the NBA right now. So you know, if one of those teams falls in love with you and says we want to take you in the first round, and you know maybe they've got. You know, like Boston, for example. Boston's got three picks in the first round. You know, you could take him, the first round pick, you could stash him a little bit and, you know, work on him uh, the way you want. That's, you know, something you potentially see. But I kind of think it's unlikely. I think he just wants to get some feedback and come back to Iowa next year and try and get better.
0: Yeah. It's a sense I get as well. And uh, selfishly, we do hope he is back. Luca Garza decided uh, not to uh, ex- explore his, uh, or to, to go down the same road. Why not? Do you think Tom?
2: Yeah. I, I you know, I'd always, I, I've been saying for, you know, probably well over a month on our podcast, but guys should all do it. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, if the phone doesn't ring, disappointing but it's also probably going to provide you with a little more motivation and maybe uh, you know a little bit of realism uh, about your future in basketball as well so um, I I don't know why you wouldn't I mean you put yourself out there a little bit to see what what happens and see um, see if you can get some advice from those people on what you need to, to learn although Luca may already know you know he may already know this is what I got to do
1: well, and, and with what he went through last fall, you know the ten pound sis being removed—that's
0: crazy. A, a chance,
2: yeah,
1: a chance for him to have a full off season of working with Iowa basketball, and he just seems like he—he ha- he has those leadership qualities. I think that you want. Now he's got to get better on the defensive, and I—I I mean, is that—is that, is that Luca Garza having that guy in the middle, not blocking shots? It's not that he has to block a hundred shots next year, but kind of be that traffic cop in the middle, like Adam Woodbury was for the Hawks.
2: Yeah, he's, he's got to get better on the defensive end, but I thought he made strides this past year as a defender. Um, and he talked more. That's the biggest thing I noticed with the team is throughout the year, they talked more uh, on, on the defensive end. And I, I think that's what helped them improve. Now they've got to take you know, the larger, the big picture here. If they want to take that next leap from round of 32 to round of, 16 or beyond that they have to take the same sort of leap that they took this past year defensively and take that another another uh, level because that's that's how you get there uh, in that elite group of the uh, college basketball world.
1: Tom Caker joining us here it's Miller and Condon on KXNO. Time to football and recruiting and that season is uh, ramping up once again as you have spring practices finishing up and then afterwards you get into the season with a lot of commitments. This one, I don't want to say came out of nowhere. It's a guy that I know you guys have talked about a lot over at HawkeyeReport.com. But Elijah Yelverton, tight end from Dallas that has offers from big-time programs across the country. How did this come to fruition and certainly a big coup for the Hawkeye football team? Yeah,
2: I think this is a part of the um, the... What happens when you have two guys yeah. who are going to be drafted in the first round? Right. Uh, quite honestly, uh, I, I think this is just a big part of it. Uh, what Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson did is, is going to resonate and, uh, it's finally resonated. I think everybody kind of gets frustrated. Sometimes it doesn't happen right away, but, uh, Gilberton is, he's big time. And, and I think, uh, this also, uh, a little help from probably uh, 2020 quarterback Deuce Hogan, Texas kid who was friends with uh, with Elverton, and, and I, I think that relationship really have put uh, Iowa over the top. But this, the tight end production is gonna that's that's going to be attractive to these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they get another high end tight end in this class too.
0: Interesting. I want to throw out a name.
2: No. All right. They're involved with a couple of guys, but I just, I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I would throw a name out gotcha. at this point, but I just I, I, I just get the feeling they're not done at tight end. And if there's, even though this is going to be a tight numbers class, if they can get another one of these big-time guys, they're going to take advantage of it.
0: When was the last time the Hawkeyes had a, um, a well, verbal at this point, he's not signed, sealed, delivered by any means, but um, – that had as many offers, a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end. When when was the last time the Hawkeyes, or have they, Tom, that had a kid who had this many options at a, air quotes, skilled position player?
2: Uh, skilled position player, I'm not even sure.
0: I'm, I'm not uh, either.
2: Boy, because uh, Fant wasn't really committed this early, and he didn't have, you know, capital, not an offer list like this. I mean, frankly, the last guy that had an offer list like this is probably Epinesa, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this, you know, that offer list includes everybody. Um, and his final teams were pretty high end school. So big-time gift for Iowa today.
1: What else on the recruiting front Iowa looking at? They've had the quarterback committed for a while. Deuce Hogan, another kid from down in Texas. As You look forward to that 2020 class. You guys will have a ton of content on that coming up this summer. What are some of the other names, or at least position areas, you think the Hawkeyes are going to be looking hard at?
2: Yeah, I'm more focused on position areas right now, (laughs) and tight end was a big one. Um, You know, I think um, you know they've got running back covered already. The thing is, with this class, is it's going to be small. I think that the you know the the great white whale for this group for this team is. Probably getting a high-end wide receiver or two mm-hmm. uh, in a class, and they just—that's the thing that they've never been able to get, and um, they've got to find a way to get one. Um, just, if the offense is going to reach its fullest potential, they need some higher-end wide receivers.
0: Somebody that can stretch the field, no doubt. Tom, my last thing for you: this, uh, this Tyler Lindebaum story's uh, got it—got uh, a chance to be. Uh, yeah, maybe fascinating is a little bit over the top, but he comes from the defensive side of the football, defensive, you know, lineman interior, an area of need. Uh, they move him over to the offensive side of the ball, I guess, uh, in the Outback Bowl practices leading up to it. So, rob Peter to pay Paul, maybe a little bit, but boy oh boy, it seems to be paying off at this moment. He may be uh, the Hawkeyes' uh, starting center by by all accounts.
2: I'll I'll be very surprised if he is, not I may have wow. mentioned this on uh, with you guys before talking about Linderbaum, but. I know there were people, I, I think, you know, within his high school program who thought he was a better center prospect than defensive tackle. And, and I, I know some people close to Iowa would think that, yeah, he would have been a really nice defensive tackle, but he could be a great center. And uh, they were emphasis on the word great. So they think he's got that toughness, that edge that you need. The guy, the center needs to kind of set that tone with that toughness. So, uh, I think they're pretty excited about getting him out there and then you have Van Ward the other interesting thing to watch with the offensive line is if you listen to Tim Powlsteck the other day, it sure seemed like you you wouldn't mind seeing Mark Kallenberger be as the, one of his guards this year.
1: Which uh certainly would bump around and then you got the depth certainly that is created with with Levi Lane and Landon Paulson who have seen some playing time. Offensive line looks to be good. You got a quarterback back, you got some wide receivers that have seen playing time. I guess he had a chance to talk with Coach Foster earlier this week. It comes down to the running back position. A real opportunity, it looks like, for Bird and Goodson coming in the freshman.
2: Yeah, there, there's an opportunity there. But I, I think they've just got to figure out a way to hit more explosive plays. And we saw that, that that's really what was missing last year. yardage wise it was pretty close to what it was before. But it was it was the, uh, the explosive plays. I mean, they were cut in half. Uh, from running backs, and most of the year they they hardly had any. Well, that's that's what sets uh, what when Iowa's offense is running its best is when they can bust off those twenty yard runs that uh, that really make a difference.
0: Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, have a great week. We will uh, talk to you next week. Thank you, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. Iowa Wild biggest weekend franchise history. Yep big. True. Joe O'Donnell, voice of the Iowa Wild, next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 14 Slash Walk. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We're here until noon. Glad you're with us. If you miss any portion of the program, you can always check it out online, kxno.com, and click the uh, podcast link. Well, uh, we don't think it's hyperbole at all, Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Iowa Wild. Trent and I, and you know better than us, but uh, feel that this might be the biggest weekend. Uh, to this point in Iowa Wild franchise history, Joe O'Donnell, no pressure at all, but come on, let's go. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's, it is essentially do-or-die weekend. This is the, the first time in, in six years where the Iowa Wild will enter the final weekend at home. Still very much alive for a playoff spot, and uh, it should be exciting. I mean, you know, they could clinch Saturday night possibly with a win if they get some help, and that would be a, a pretty surreal scene. We're expecting great crowds for tonight and tomorrow. You got the $2 beers tonight. You got Devin Dawson postgame concert tomorrow. So, should be a great crowd. Should be a great atmosphere. And the Wild have a chance to, uh, to punch a playoff spot. So, with the addition
1: of the players from the big league club, I mean, it, it, things were going the wrong way. Eight consecutive losses, the bounce back there. Just how much did those guys help reinvigorate
0: this roster? <laughs> did and just... you see the score sheet from the other <laughs>
1: night?
0: <laughs> we, we know they're talented uh,
1: guys, but, but yeah. just that boost to everybody else, it feels like it has to be a, an impact.
3: Yeah, and I you know, you never know which way it's gonna go. I mean, like Jordan Greenway, for example, has played eighty plus games already this season between Minnesota and Iowa. Um, you know, Luke Cunning's been banged up most of the year. He's he's being sent to the minors, so to speak, to finish out the year and help Iowa in a play a push. Ryan Donato's never played for the Iowa Wild in his life. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what was gonna happen. And the team needed a shot in the arm. Uh and the first shift of the game, those three guys were on the ice for a goal against. Grand Rapids is win one nothing thirty eight seconds in. And I was thinking from the booth, like, you got to be kidding me. And then they combined for 11 points in Iowa routes Grand Rapids 7-3 on Wednesday night. And they were the story of the game. It wasn't even close. And uh, so I'd say so far, so good.
0: Yeah, I'll say. So help me out with this, Joe. Because um, I walked downstairs after. It was great. I mean, I love it. I've never seen it before. Maybe Not that I spend a lot of time down on the main floor with everybody. But I walked into a... Iowa Wild playoff conversation. How about that? It was music to my ears. And they were talking about it. yeah, me too. Uh, talking about the call ups, and I kind of threw cold water on it because didn't you tell us? I mean, not certainly for the playoff push, but maybe the, are are these three are not eligible for the playoffs? Is that what you told us? No,
3: they are. There's certain guys that that weren't eligible, uh, like Jewel Ericksonak would have been a great addition to the Iowa roster. Uh, Nico Sturm, who Minnesota signed at the end of the season, fresh out of college. Because those players weren't on Iowa's roster on the day of the NHL trade deadline, guys like that aren't eligible. But Cunnin, Donato, and Greenway are eligible for as long as this team plays hockey
0: Oh, well, you'll have to excuse me. I have to tech Ross Peterson. I've given him some very, <laughs> very wrong information. Uh, but, uh, well, right. that's. Ross,
3: Ross can work with
0: it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this is good news because I read, um, Mike Russo from The Athletic, who covers the Minnesota Wild and does a terrific job because he came over from the Star Tribune. It was his feeling that these three maybe not really. It, it, you know, over the top with excitement that their seasons were going to continue. They certainly got it from a Minnesota Wild perspective. You want your young guys to go through a playoff push and postseason experience, even at all it is at the AHL level. But they came down here and, and maybe, maybe the, uh, um, the tepidation that they had, uh, was short lived because once they saw the ice, as you just said, I mean, these guys just took over.
3: Yeah. I chatted with Ryan Donato, uh, just a little bit ago. You know, first chance I've had to really sit down and, and and talk to him because, again, they joined the team Tuesday night. They played Wednesday, you know, back on the bus, day off yesterday. So they haven't really, you know, Ryan's never really been to Des Moines before, I don't think. He he played his junior days in Omaha, but um, for him to join the organization and get thrown right in the lineup, have five points, and then sort of settle in a bit, you know, I asked him how he's feeling, and he said, you know, he's run down. It's been a long year but he loves hockey so much that for him, he just looked at it, let's play another game tonight and see what happens. And I think when you have a five-point game and a big win with your new teammates, you're going to feel a lot more at home. And you could just kind of, I could, from talking to him, get the sense that the passion that this kid has for the game trumps everything else. So if he has to play two more months, he seems willing to do so. Um, Wild fans would love that, certainly. And, yeah, you're right, Kenny. This experience for these guys is valuable. The Wild can get in the playoffs. And Cunning, Greenway, and Donato, yeah, they played them big games in their careers before, Olympic stage, World Junior stage, collegiate hockey. But, you know, to get a chance to play in Calder Cup playoff games be very meaningful for their development. That's why Minnesota sent them here.
1: All right, Joe, so uh, help us out here for us novices at the playoff structure. 16 teams qualify, four from each division. Opening round, do you play seven-game series? Is it seven games throughout? Are they shorter? Help us out the structure of the playoffs.
3: So, first round's best of five. Uh, the next three rounds are best of seven. So, you have to win fifteen games to hoist the Calder Cup. All
0: right, who are we rooting against here as we head into the weekend, Joe? I mean, Manitoba—they're—they're uh, they're hot on your heels, but they—and I know you guys did this earlier this year, at least I think, back to back to back. You don't see that very often other than in baseball, right? I mean, three games in a row, three, three nights, three games, three nights. Manitoba has that ahead of them. They have a game in hand on, on the Iowa Wilds. So you're rooting against the Moose, correct?
3: Yeah, so the Moose play in Grand Rapids tonight uh, while the Wild will be hosting the Chicago Wolves here at Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, the Griffins need a point to clinch a playoff spot. They've been scuffling. The Wild just beat them Wednesday, so I expect Grand Rapids to be ready for that game. But yeah, then from there, the Moose have to go play in Chicago two games. And that's not easy overnight travel, Grand Rapids to Chicago. So they'll play a 3-3 three and three to wrap up the season. Uh, every team has 3-3s. Three and threes. The Wild had just two of them this year. I know that the Wolves are playing 3-3 three and three this weekend. Um, so it, it does happen. So it's a tough slate for Manitoba. So certainly Wild fans want the Moose to lose at least one game this weekend. Uh, and then if the Wild win both their games, they, they clinch on their own. If the Moose win out. The Wild can't do anything, unfortunately. Uh, even winning both games this weekend, they would fall short unless somebody else falters, like in Milwaukee or Grand Rapids. So the most likely scenario: Wild take care of business, win one or both home games, get some help from the Moose losing one of their three games, and the and the Wild would clinch.
0: Seems like it's it's. A, I mean, it's a two team race, right? The Stars, while they're they're mathematically alive, they would need a lot of help. Yeah. It's going to come down to the Wild or Manitoba for that fourth spot. Fair to say.
3: Yeah, I would think so. The Stars lost on Wednesday night, somewhat surprisingly at home. The San Antonio has been out of it for weeks. Uh, That really hurt their chances. Rockford, who the Wild played tomorrow, if they lose tonight, they're mathematically eliminated. So you have Texas and Rockford really very much on life support. They need to win out and get help over their final couple games. Uh, It's the Wild and the Moose right now, it looks like, for that fourth spot. But, again, Milwaukee, it's just a point up on Iowa. They've been hot, but should they falter, one of the teams, Iowa or Manitoba, passed them, I think that's, that's another storyline to consider.
1: Well, and with that three seeds still being available, I mean, the gap between Chicago and Grand Rapids, you're traveling uh, for that five-game series for the first couple of games, but how big of a gap is in your mind between Chicago and Grand Rapids if you could fight your Talent? way. Talent-wise,
0: you mean, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think the Wolves are the class of the division. I mean, to have 95 points, and they've been doing it the last month to six weeks without Daniel Carr. Who was the league's leading scorer before he got hurt? Uh, he got freight trained by Jordan Nolan of San Antonio and hasn't played since. Hmm. But he is, you know, he was a point and a half a game guy. And Chicago has not slowed down their pace. So it shows you how good they are. Las Vegas, the Golden Knights are their parent club. They're in the playoffs, obviously. So Chicago's probably not even at full capacity, and they're sitting on 95 points with three games left. So they've had a heck of a season. you got to give them credit. But they don't have a lot to play for tonight. So, I'm hoping they, hmm. the motivation's a little low if they kick off three games in three days and the Wild know how much this one means tonight. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Wild do not come out right to play. Hmm.
0: Well, I'm, I'm hoping too. I mean, um, yeah, let's get this Wild team in the playoffs, even though it comes to the expense of my HL team, but uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm rooting for you guys. I am. So, let me, how will how will Coach Army handle the goaltending the next couple of nights? Will he ride one of them? Will he split it? What will he do? Kakinen or the Hamburglar?
3: The Burglar's getting a start tonight, so it'll be Andrew Hammond. Um, we'll see how tomorrow goes. I'd be surprised if Tacken and Sees the net again, though. He just he, he hasn't been the same that he was pre-All-Star break or even just after the All-Star break. He he doesn't appear to have a lot of confidence in net. It's just one man's opinion. He's a great kid. He's had a heck of a season. I, I, I think he's running out of fumes. I'd be surprised if Hammond plays well tonight, if he doesn't start again tomorrow. And then, you know, you get to the playoffs, it's, it's a whole new ball ballgame, a, a different decision, but... Uh, it'll be Andrew Hammond tonight, and I'd imagine tomorrow as well.
0: All right, so seven o'clock tonight, and a post game concert tomorrow night, Joe.
3: Yep, tonight at seven, two dollar beers, one hundred point three. The bus is sponsored there. We're giving away an Iowa Wild B baseball hat, courtesy of Shields. And then tomorrow night at six o'clock, against Rockford, and Devin Dawson performs after the game. He's a rising country star.
0: Uh pretty good chance you'll start on the road. So, playoff wise, once you qualify, so when will you? When does that schedule come out? Do you know?
3: Yeah, we'll know late Sunday night uh, because the Wild could be doing some scoreboard watching Sunday to find out their fate, whether they're in or not, whether, you know, who they're going to play. So they could be doing some out-of-town scoreboard watching on Sunday to figure all that out. But the the league said late Sunday night, first-round schedules will be announced, could start as early as Wednesday. And if it's a 2-3 in the first round, um, two at home, three on the road, because the higher seed's going to want those three games, the Wild could mm. start as early as Wednesday at home. Punch that playoff
0: ticket, Iowa Wild. Joe O'Donnell, The Voice, has the call tonight, as he always does. 7 o'clock tonight, 6 o'clock tomorrow, final two games of the regular season. Biggest two games in Iowa Wild history as they look to uh, go to the postseason. Joe, thank you. I appreciate you coming on.
3: Thank you, guys, as always, for the support. Good to talk
0: to you. Joe O'Donnell, Voice of the Iowa Wild. So maybe playoff hockey next week, Trent Condon. And as Joe said, it'll start here because the visiting team gets to the – the team with the worst record gets two. Mm-hmm. higher-seeded team gets the final three. Should it go that far in the first round? Makes it t- a little more difficult for Indeed. the top seed. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, Dylan Mods in about uh, 15 minutes. The voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, is here. Claxon's Barbecue as well. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.